0: We're out of place I'm doing fine I'm feeling great You're not my fan. You can't relate Straight going Stakes It's not safe, safe. For you with no trace, not in my you out of place. I'm not at the top. I'm we're out of space. are out of feeling great. You're not my fam. You can't relate. Straight talk going state
1: to state. Hey, what's going on, guys? Your host, your boy, George Mackay, back in the Straight Talk Studios. Now, when this episode drops, it's gonna be April. That means the snow here in Canada is melting, the sun is shining bright, and wrestling is in full force because finally Canada has woken up like the rest of the world, and we're learning just to go with the flow when it comes with COVID. And this one's special because I got somebody who I'm a big fan of, a gentleman from one of my favorite promotions. That's the NWA, National Wrestling Alliance, if you don't know. And he is, well, strictly business. Please help me welcome Thomas Latimer to Straight Talk Wrestling. How are you, sir?
0: Thank you, George. Appreciate you having me. I'm uh, sorry that the weather's so lousy over there in Canada, but it's not that much better in Nashville, to be honest. (laughs)
1: That's okay. We're going to get to those warm months. And you know, the cool thing is, is that now that NWA is like kind of back on the road, right? You're traveling from city to city and you guys are doing your thing. How's that been going kind of back into a full force travel schedule now?
0: Uh, It's not as um, hectic or as busy as you, you know, we would probably like, Um, but we've definitely been moving around. I mean, we were in um, St. Louis a few months ago. Um, and then we were back in Atlanta at the GPB Studios, and then um, we we've been doing a few shows in, in Kentucky as well, which is just, which is great because it's just just up the road from me. Um, and then we've got the uh, Crockett Cup on the 19th and 20th of this month in Nashville, which is ideal because that's where I live. <laughs> so I get to be in my own bed every night that, that week. But uh, yeah, we've got the, the two days of the pay-per-view and then I think three or four days of TV tapings after. So it's definitely picking up. I mean, it's uh, it's night and day from how it was, uh, you know, a year and a half, two years ago when we kind of shut down over COVID. So you know for me I, i'm all about it i, I want to be busy i want to be want to be wrestling you know
1: absolutely i could totally understand and the great thing about you is that you and i have been connected for a little bit of time because i actually had your better half on the show about a year ago and she was fantastic and one of the things we talked about was how this was just kind of in the midst of covid starting you guys were planning to go back to, to London, to England for Christmas. How was that experience, traveling back overseas to see your family in the midst of everything just kind of starting?
0: Um, damn, did we, even, did we even make it?
1: I'm not sure. That's why I'm asking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like we didn't make it. I, uh, I know it's been about, so we just booked our flights for uh, December. Okay. So, fingers well. First, first off, we're getting married in May, so uh, my family are coming over for that. So, fingers crossed that all goes swimmingly, and then, and then we're going back in December because it's been about three years. So, I, I want to say, I want to say, um, may, maybe, maybe we'd gotten home. I don't know, six, maybe more months before COVID sort of kicked in. at I know that um I think when we got back we had to go straight to when they were still doing stuff with the Ring of Honor because I know that I'd gained like 30 pounds from eating all that great British chocolate when I got back and then I had to go straight out they didn't tell us uh, we had to go straight by the TV and I was like oh stuck on my hoodie you know I didn't have a big belly hanging out but uh yeah no I I feel like we didn't make it home that. It's, like I said it's been it's been nearly 3 years so I'm desperate to 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 get home and see everyone cuz I mean it, gets worrying the older you get you um you know and i've been in the states for 13 years now and when i really think about how much time i've spent with my family you know since i moved here it's minimal and then after this sort of three years it's even worse i think god i'd I'd hate anything more to you know obviously the world's always in turmoil there's always something ludicrous going on but it does make me a bit uneasy because everyone's getting older no one's no one's getting any younger and fitter you know what I mean? So I do want to spend a bit more time with my family, you know, because you, you don't, you know, life's short. You, you don't really realize.
1: Absolutely. No, you, you're you right. Life is so precious, so short. I had some unfortunate starts this year. Both my wife and I lost our grandmothers. I lost mine in January, Yeah. January was in February. So uh, it's definitely been a trying time. But, hey, 89 and 91, bless their hearts. Great long lives. And- totally. They had they they passed on a lot of great knowledge to us that we're now passing on to our kids. So you gotta yeah. take those, you gotta roll with the punches in certain ways and take the good and the bad. But you mentioned getting married in May. Now that's gonna be awesome. My question for you: will the missus be rocking the NWA World Championship walking down the aisle? I if that was me, I would let her, I would totally let her. I'd be like, that's so cool, man.
0: No, um, I mean, um I, well, you know, hopefully she'll still be a retaining champion by that point. I'm sure that she probably will be, but um, you know, I don't know. I, I feel like I don't really know if how much wrestling I want to in, in, in pro encroach on that day. Um, you know, so if she really wanted to do it, I'd let her do it, but I'd give her a funny look <laughs> for,
1: sure, for sure. Absolutely. I That's think she'd
0: give me know. a funny look if I let it, <laughs> you
1: know, I'm going to do this. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. I guess, I mean, it's your day too, Yeah, I guess. Yeah. You're yeah. Really gonna, you're not going to try to talk me out of this. What's wrong with you? <laughs> So, you know, mentioning weddings, uh, one of my favorite promos of yours was from October 2021. It's right when kind of strictly business, uh, the first version imploded. And you and Camille and Chris Adonis, you guys kind of walked away from Nick Aldis. And then you cut that great promo where you had that real touch of realism for mentioning his being his best man to talking about being in his, in his home with his son. And then that real like intense moment at the end where you said, you know, Nick, you're going to have to tell your son, sorry, that you're a loser. And uncle Tom whooped his ass. Uh, How much fun is it to cut promos like that and, and, and be able to have that creative freedom to bring in a little bit of the real world into those kind of moments? Cause don't they make it so much more intense?
0: that's one of the good things about the NWA Uh, and even really Impact was kind of the same way a little bit they would let you um, WB I never got to the point with them where I could look at the you know huge handbooks of of, you know script that I guess that they give guys or whatever and you've got to recite someone else's verbiage someone else's um, thoughts someone else's uh, you know words that you might not use I mean I'm not you know, Nick is a lot more verbally intelligent than than me, um, you know, he, he, when it comes to sort of, you know, um, say, I can't even think of the words now to describe words, but, you know, he's got that vocabulary and I sort of don't. So it's kind of like, you know, for me, I definitely need to, if there's, if it's sort of a bullet point, I need to get something across. I need it to sort of be something that I would organically say um you know which is which is which is kind of tough especially when you're trying to portray a character um but i mean like, like the nwa and, and like i said to, to a degree and uh, tna while i was there that they, would sort of like let you you know sort of um they'd give you the bullet points or, or whatever you needed to get across and the rest was kind of up to you and especially even more the nwa it's um it'll just be you put a promo on him and and that's that you're left to uh, to sink or swim, which is which is a, which is a good and a bad thing. Um, uh, I think that um, realism um, and um, being able to uh, use things that have that are real life really really help because you need some level of um, some level of emotion that you can connect with. You know, I, I've been friends with him forever and, you know, best man at his wedding, you know, Mickey forever, like constantly around the family, you know. So it, it makes um, – it does make it a lot easier to sort of turn, turn you know, um, something that is not reality-based, you know, to, to, to try and turn it into reality in your mind. Um, for me, I'm always sort of um, – you know, promos aren't my strongest um, – yeah, you know, it definitely is something I get nervous about and worry about. And, that, and I never used to, I, you know, I cut promos at Wembley Arena and, you know, so all sorts for, for TNA. And I remember being nervous, but I don't know if it's the older I've got or, or um, you know, uh, sort of just evolving and getting older and um, sort of looking back on, on, you know, sort of the last 15, 20 years. I sort of be, like never really used to sort of care, and um, you know I wouldn't care what anyone thought, and I was against the world. And now, kind of like my my attitude on life and the whole outlook on everything has changed. So I take a lot more stuff to heart that I would never normally, you know, care about. So promos, like they're always something that I you know always want them to to go as well as it can. But it's definitely not something that I'm um, you know the most comfortable with. So whenever I can have a opportunity to to talk about and you know feel like it's real that helps me a lot more I'm kind of the guy that I prefer to scream and yell my promos like the guys in the 80s the 90s that's just how I feel I feel comfortable doing that it's um something I feel that my characters would do but I know that in today's wrestling world you're supposed to have a conversation like this uh, which I get but at the same time like if no one else is screaming then you know it makes you stand out I guess
1: Absolutely. You're hundred percent right. That, that does make you stand out. And, and it, how can you not scream like those guys back in the eighties and nineties did when you're standing at the NWA podium? Like if I was in your shoes, I'd be screaming every promo. If it was just like, <laughs> I'm happy to be here. I mean, you're standing, you're standing on a hollowed ground. Like if you weren't screaming a promo at that podium, I'd be like, I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what's I don't know what's going on with Tom. Yeah, right now. He's not, yeah, he's not giving me that intensity that I
0: need. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what that's that's the that's the thing. Like that was sort of drilled into me when I was in developmental. Was um, sort of the uh, the the aggressiveness and the um, <clears throat> yeah, just just general, the general aggress. I just never really I, when I was wrestling in the UK, I'd you know, be a babyface a lot of the time, and if and if I was a a, a heel or a bad guy, I would you know it was. It was like a different level. When I got there, I realized that. And that, that sort of helped guys get signed to around that time was being aggressive, like Drew's, guys like Drew and Seamus and all those guys were going there like, kicking 10 bells of crap out of each other. And then Finley and everyone else would see that and go, "Oh, okay, this, this is good. We can do something with that. And so I kind of fi- figured out from then, okay, I've got to get aggressive. I've got to get, you know, mean and, and have that intensity. And then being trained under Bill DeMott, Bill really helped get that out of me and, and Ryan too, and sort of uh, you know in in that times. And I and I just managed to keep that ag- aggressiveness and the um, the intensity and, 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 and rolled with it, you know. Um, and that's something that I've always tried to keep. It, it comes in waves. I Feel like I probably was a bit more more aggressive back in the day, but it just I don't know. It helps me. Um, be someone else, and it can also cover a lot of. As long as you're aggressive and um, intense, doesn't matter if you mess up a promo. It doesn't matter if if your if the wrestling move wasn't fluid and smooth and ballerina esque. You know, it's supposed to look rough. It's supposed to be a fight. It's supposed to be. You know, you're supposed to wonder is this real or not. And I always think that the the aggressiveness and the uh, the intensity sort of covers a lot and it means you can kind of get away with a lot of stuff too and you know it it helps me if I was watching me I want to believe that that person is nuts I want to believe that he's sadist I want to believe that he's angry at the world I want to believe all those things and if that intensity isn't there whether it be promos or in the match that and I can't see that on that guy's face then I don't believe it and if I don't believe it I don't want to watch it you know what I mean
1: Absolutely. Fully understand you. And, and that's one of the things I love about the NWA. I love that classic feel that brings me back to my childhood, but it's got that, it's got that little polish on it from like the modern era. And I think that the NWA has been great with guys like yourself, guys like Nick, guys like even Chris, who, um, you know, again, had WWE moments. Well, not so much Nick, but had the WWE experience, if you will. And then now they became this other side of them where I can see that they're having fun. What's it been like Mm -hmm. working with Chris and, and seeing, you know, who he used to be the guy that would go out and just sit someone in a chair and try to put him in a master lock to now just being this force that he always could have been.
0: Chris is phenomenal. I, I love watching him work. I love being around the guy. Like, he's, uh, he's truly an awesome, awesome guy. And, uh, like I said, I could watch him work all day. He's just, he's what a wrestler should be and should look like. And he's got it down as a science now. What's wild? And I was telling him this, um, I don't know, a couple of tapings ago. I remember when I was 18. So and bear, bear in mind, Chris is only two, three years older than me. Maybe he's only two years older than me. And I'm 18. I'm a skinny, pasty white kid in the UK. And I'm I'm up drinking with my buddies watching WrestleMania. And it's um, I think it's like him and Carly. Or I can't remember which it could have been WrestleMania 20. I can't remember. Maybe, maybe a little bit after that. And I'm watching Chris on there, right? As an eight as bearing in mind, he's only two years older than me. And I'm this skinny little kid who's never barely, you know, barely been in the gym, just started wrestling. And I'm watching him and I'm thinking he's a 40-year-old grown adult. You know what I mean? And the guy is just two years older than me. And when I when I think back to those times, I go, wow, like, there's no way you could have taken me, even if you added two years to that age that I was then, and put me in his shoes. There's just no way, you know. So it still blows my mind that he was only two years older. But there's a lot of guys like that, Rene Dupree and... You know, this is Cody and all these guys, you know, I think, wow, like. I could never have done what they've managed to achieve and accomplish, especially at that age. Now, at 35, I could, I could deal with that and just the stress and everything else, but it just blows me away. I just, I can't believe that Chris is, I'm, like I said, I'm watching here with my friends wishing that I was there. And he, and to me, he's a grown adult, even though he's only two years older than me. I didn't know that at the time. Yeah, WrestleMania, like, blows me away. You know, what's funny about Chris is he, he looks younger now, than he did 20 years ago you know
1: (laughs) you're 100% right about that yeah
0: that's why I probably thought he was 40 years old when he was like you know (laughs) 22 or something (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's amazing oh man he must have been like he must have been like i'll take the compliment tom it's kind of hurtful that you thought i looked like dumb for my age then <laughs> he have,
0: i told that to his face but he'd understand he'd totally know that you know what i mean he's uh it's you know it's funny how it kind of works nick's the same way like um uh, you know he looks better now he does you know in his, in his 30s than, than he did when he was 18 you know um but um you know chris is uh, it's a pleasure to be around he's a hell of a talent i love He's definitely one of the reasons why I want to keep Strictly Business together for as long as we possibly can is because I love Chris so much and I just want to be around him all the time.
1: Yeah, I, I want Strictly <laughs> Business to stay together for as long as possible, too. I think you guys are, you two and Camille, I think you guys are just rock solid. I got to ask, though. Camille, I mean, I, I having a conversation with myself, I know she's such, a, such a, a sweetheart, but on Cameraman, when she goes Stone Cold, It runs a chill down the back of my spine. I feel like she just could stare right through me into my soul. Like, look back and be like, damn, girl, like, just smile, (laughs) just chill. I live
0: with her, so I live with her, so I get one of those looks at least twice a day.
1: (laughs) Ah. And I guess you're used to it now. You're like, ah, that's okay. I know. I
0: just just run off, run (laughs) as (laughs) quickly as I can, jump in the car and get out of there.
1: And then you come back a little bit later with some good food. And then she probably's like, all is forgiven. Well,
0: that right? could go either way, couldn't it? Cause if she's dying hard, that will get me heat too. So, you know, you got to tread careful.
1: <laughs> so you mentioned, you're not a, you mentioned, you're not a barbecue guy. I, I, I that kind of, th- that kind of throws me for a little bit because I mean, you're talking steaks, you're talking chicken, you're talking protein. That's like, you guys got to live off that pretty much. You need the protein to keep the muscles going. So, I mean, if you're if you're if not a go-to barbecue guy, I mean, do you miss some of the food that you can't get here that you could get back home, like fish and chips stuff yeah. like that? Do you miss that stuff? Because I know over there it's top-notch compared to North America. We can't touch it with a candle. We know this.
0: They're definitely fish and chips because I mean, the, you can get things that are you know slated as fish and chips, but it's not. Um, you know, it, it's just not. And then there's another there's another few things here, which is a good and a bad thing because I've got a real bad chocolate problem <laughs> that's my new well not new I've had this chocolate problem since I was a kid but I mean that is now my drug of my drug of choice um, and uh, in the UK you get Cadbury and you get Galaxy and over here they've started doing uh, Cadbury but it's not it's made by Hershey's so it's the wrong ingredients it doesn't taste anything like the stuff from the UK and it's the same as Dove it's, it's called Dove here but in the UK it's called Galaxy and I forget, I don't know if it's the Mars Company or someone that, that that makes that, but the chocolate is just the best. It's just absolutely amazing. So the closest things I can kind of find here that are, that are pretty good is like Lynn. But um, that's the one thing that um, you can't get here. So right now I've got, so Doug Williams is coming over for the Crockett Cup and I've already put my order in with Doug. I'm like... Leave all your clothes, just pack out your luggage full as much chocolate as you can. And then I've got another, another, lady friend coming in with Fiona and, and she's doing the same thing right now. So they're both hoarding chocolate for me in their suitcases to bring over because you can't get it here. So, um, you know, so like I said, it's a good and a bad thing because I can't be eating it, but at the same time, you know, that's the one thing that I, that I wish America had a bit more of a grasp on. In the UK, it's such a big thing, like chocolate is everywhere and everyone eats it and, you know, you go you go anywhere and it's being sold and it's all it's all pretty much good stuff. And unfortunately, the Hershey's and all that kind of stuff, it's just it's just it's just not the same. And I guess once you it's funny though, because the longer I'm here, the more I'll get used to eating that kind of stuff. And before I know it, I've kind of disassociated it. And then secondly English chocolate get I'm like, oh how could I eat that? It tastes like cat vomit. You know what I mean? <laughs> so So, yeah, so it's just really fish and fish. So as far as English stuff, just fish and and chips, really, and um, and chocolate, that's it. I mean, all the rest of the food here is really good. Barbecue is kind of one of those weird things. It's like, I like barbecue, don't get me wrong, but if I'm going to cheat, then I don't want meat. You know, if I'm going to cheat, it, it's got to be burgers, it's got to be, uh, you know, um, even though I know it's meat, but still bread. It's got to be uh, pizzas. It's, you know, it's it's all the stuff that I, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it, it's kind of, you know, it's like when I went and got the, the barbecue the other day, you know, I had to get, um you know, barbecue nachos because it had all the cheese and all the rest of the crap that's on it. You know what I mean? Like, a big Doritos awesome. fan too, so. Yeah. Yeah. But um, and I'm a big ice cream fan.
1: Yeah. Oh, I, I, I'm right there with ice cream, but nachos is nachos for me is is something I justify myself as the four food groups. You get everything in the <laughs> one, group. so I it's so healthy. Terrible, right terrible. It's terrible, terrible, <laughs> terrible. You know, they
0: put coleslaw on it too, and I'm like, at least i not getting me veggies. You know. Yeah.
1: There you go. And you're a big ice cream fan. What kind of, I, what, this is an interesting question, because this is kind of like breaking news. What kind of ice cream does one half or one third of Strictly Business love to get into on those cheat days?
0: What's it's it's always the same too. Even if, I don't know why I can't seem to buy anything else. Or I won't eat anything else. It's always been mint chocolate chip. I'm a mint, mint chocolate chip guy. So that's what, I, that's what I get every time. It doesn't matter where I go, what I do, or how good someone else might say this is their right ice cream is. It's like just a weird ingrained thing in me that I'll always have the same thing, so that's what I'll do. So there's like a there's like a creamery, which is another terrible place for me too. That's around the well, it's a bit further. Not, you can't walk there. Thank goodness, but I'll go in there and they, you know, or, or I'll go and I'll go get you know four or five McFlurries. Right now they're doing like an Oreo one with um with like green stuff in. I guess for shop, for the for the shamrock the irish thing the so, I, it's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's weird it's like the green doesn't even taste of anything but i'm like give me four of those <laughs> so you know it's uh yeah i like ice cream but you know all that stuff it's just because i can't have it a lot so when i do the problem is i, I tend to just go overboard you know we, we all do oh
1: 100 percent listen i I. I can tell you right now, I'm a man that has not missed any meals, and I know this, and I, I wear it like a badge of honor, 100. percent Oh, it it's sounds great. Like your you location know? for your house was around all these good places. Is that, was that is. a that selling feature?
0: Well, <laughs> there's a crumble cookies around the corner. Everything that you, there's two there's two McDonald's within a, you know a mile. So I guess I mean it's kind of like this everywhere you go now in America. And they've got you. They've got it down to a science. But it's um, you know even the gas stations, their donuts are great. Like it's not. Uh, you know, it didn't take me long to figure out where everything was, put it that, put it that way. <laughs> you know,
1: that's awesome. So, you're you're you live in you live in Nashville, you live in Tennessee now, that's kind of the home base. Uh, are you a big country guy? Are you good yeah. country music grown on you?
0: No, I know that I have to dance to that. For Kaylee's chose, um, she'll kill me because I can't remember the name of it, but it was some she gave me a choice of two sort of country. You know, love songs that we have to boogie to on the day. So, um, both of them are not down my alley at all. It's not my, it's not my kind of music now. So, uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a deathcore, screamy kind of guy. So, uh, but it's the wedding. So I've, you know, I don't think her parents would appreciate any pig squeals on, uh, on the big day. So that's, that's that. My, my mum, however, though, she's a bit of a metalhead too. And she, um, I guess for the, for the for the son mother dance or whatever because they don't do that stuff in the UK so it's just quite an American thing but she um she sent a cradle of filth Infestamine I mean, <laughs> to Kaylee to be like, Hey, can, can me and Tom dance to that? I'm like, I don't think that's gonna fly, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think, no, don't, we're in the Bible Belt, we're doing it in Durham, North Carolina. I don't think they want to listen to uh, Cradle of Filth. <laughs> no, 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 definitely not. Uh, no. bless
1: your mom's heart, though. That's I awesome. know,
0: bless you. She's trying, so I think she's ended up going with the like light, the lighthouse family or, or or something like that. I'm like, that, That'd be bad, Mom. You I know a what I mean? Easy
1: listening. I yeah, yeah. We it.
0: yeah, we can't have Danny filth screaming at the top of his lungs, you know, it's not gonna be a good look for you, yeah. especially this is the first time since they're gonna meet my mom. So I think she's nuts, won't they? So
1: Yeah, I guess I guess first impressions are always best. Once once yeah. you get past the initial right. stage, you know you, what? Before you know it, you'll be the wedding will be done, you guys will be at the reception and you'll see your mom powering it up with your father-in-law and next thing you know your dad is coming over and he's playing cradle of filth in the car won't that be a surprise
0: eh? (laughs) i tell you if that did i mean i would give you a million bucks dude because that will never happen it would never happen but i bet bet you all the money i
1: have listen tom we could dream can't we we can dream the little dreams
0: totally yeah 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 no i mean that would blow my mind
1: (laughs) (laughs) well listen fingers and toes crossed that your mom can hook your dad, your father-in-law on cradle of filth. I'm, 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 I'm praying for it. I'm
0: hoping. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah we'll, see we'll, yeah, we'll come back to We'll circle back to this after it's happened and we'll see. But my money's on now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Great. Let's talk about another one of my favorite matches with you. Strictly Business versus the British Invasion. Nick Aldis calling for backup, going back home bringing an old friend across, and you guys had that awesome tag match, which I still love. I even watched it last night in preparation for this interview because I love it so much. Like I said, I'm a big fan of the NWA product. How was it, uh, you know, doing that dance with Chris as your partner, Nick staring across from you, all those moving parts in that ring together? I mean, that that match to me was poetry in motion. I thought it was great. I thought it was phenomenal. That's,
0: that's very kind. Um, you know, it's, it's, always, it's always tough. Uh, I mean, I think that might have been I can't remember how many days I was into TV so you're always kind of tired and beat by that point you you do a lot in a short amount of time so those days are really draining so I can't remember what day it was or, or what the the case was and we'll have other things to do that day you know a few matches few promos whatever so there's a lot a lot going on you know you sort of drained before the the evening even starts and then of course you've got the the crowd there which isn't the biggest and they 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 really do try bless them to, to keep the energy up but at the same time too it's not like it's there's not uh, you know 12 thousand people there so you know what I mean so you, you see you, you do feel feel you know the, the bumps and bruises a lot more but as far as going in now I mean me and Nick we, we always love wrestling each other it's it's, uh, it's a night off when we get to do that same with Doug too I've had the you know privilege of wrestling Doug in um, you know Germany and Austria the uk we've wrestled a bunch already and so you know it's always a pleasure getting in there rolling around with him and then of, of course with chris so it's really good i mean obviously well, let's say breaking kayfabe but you know we're all close so it, it and we're all pros so it's um so it's something you don't even you don't need to, need to worry about you sort of toss a few ideas around and, and go do it so those kind of i always like them because the there's always pressure, but I mean, there's, it's a different sort of pressure. You, you know, you're in the ring with pros, so it's going to go one way, and that's good. You know what I mean? Like it's sort of different when, and you get spoiled sometimes. Like I've generally always been around such talented people, whether it be at TNA or NWA or whatever. So when I do go back out on the indies, and you know, I do wrestle the people that you know are maybe green or they've not been around for as long or. You know, it's a, it's a bit more challenging then it, it, just because you got, you know, you got to have your wits about you. Because a lot of people talk the talk and they'll talk like they know exactly what they're doing and they know exactly what you mean and they'll be there for this and they'll be there for that. And then as soon as you lock up with them, you go, oh no, you, you could have just been honest with me. Like unless these people are just delusional and that's so they honestly think they're really good, Um, you know. So you do get sort of sucked in this false sense of reality sometimes, and so you go, oh, it's going to be one of those matches. I uh, I'm gonna have to dig down deep here and get this person through it. Um, but uh, and so so that you do get, like I said, you do get spoiled a little bit with with, with the sort of talent that we get to be around with the NWA, just because these are guys that i have been, you know, one way or another other, it be WWE or or TNA with, you know, from Brodus to. um you know, to uh, trying to think Sam Polinski, uh, Corey Graves' his brother. These are all guys that I've been around with. And, that, you know, we've passed each other as we do this for the last, you know, 12, 13 years. So it's, um, it's like I said, it's a night off. And getting there with, with Nick and Doug, it's um, just always, the, the, like I said, the, the pressure's on, but it's really not. It's it's a, not, it's a night off. And when, you, when you're a bit older and you're a bit more beaten up, they're the kind of matches that you. <laughs> they're the kind of ones that you gravitate towards, you know. Like, uh, give me, give me those kind of matches.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, you know, Billy comes to you and says, "All right, listen, Tom. Today we're going to do this, and it's going to be you and uh, you and Nick." Oh, awesome. Okay, cool. Yeah. Call me. Yeah. Call me when it's time to go out. I'm good. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, totally. It's like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, that's awesome, man. Well, you know what? It, it I, 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 You keep mentioning older. You're only 35. You know, I'm 38. If I shave this off, I look like I'm 12, but this is the only thing that makes me look like an adult because I can't grow <laughs> what you can grow. You probably wake up and it's like five o'clock shadow at like, you know, four in the morning. I wake up. This takes like days to grow in. Okay, That's a
0: good thing. It's, yeah. uh, you know, I'm, I'm years of, you know, years of going on some beds and years of... um. You know, uh, you know, I'm an ex-alcoholic. And, you know, all that stuff's taken its it's, taken its toll. And then the wrestling, too, and not looking after your body. And so that stuff catches up really quick. So it's kind of like at 30, that's when my body went, oh, I don't like this anymore. Now at 35. I, I recently had the nerves burning in my, my lower back. I've had back problems for about eight or nine years now. And so it's kind of like, at some point, there'll probably have to be a spinal fusion on the table. So I'm kind of trying to put that off. But, uh, you know, I, I had the nerves burn. A friend of mine hooked me up and, and got me seen. And so they bit my nerves. And it's supposed to last nine months. It lasted me three weeks before the pain was back. Uh, and then me and Nick wrestled at the um, at the power trip. And I think it aired this week, and it airs on YouTube this, this Friday. It was an I quit match and I took a bad fall through through the through the table. And so it was all my back all on the concrete and I couldn't walk after it. And Kaylee had to help me out of the car and put me in bed. Um, and then what what kind of sucked even worse was I was booked in for a tattoo the next day. And so I was supposed to sit through five or six hours of it. I literally laid there for two hours and went, I, I give up, brother. I, I can't take anymore just because there's was so much pain from the night before, four on the going through that table um so you know it's just one of those things you're i'm not 18 anymore and as much as the mind is is willing and i feel like i can do it or whatever like i'm slowing down and it, it is what it is you know what i mean like you everyone's um everyone has their own sort of life bar health life bar you know like jeff hardy is like a guy that's still somehow jeff like he's in pretty good shape and his body's like made of rubber. He's not, and there's some other people that have been around like um, like Ricky, uh, the Dragon Steamboat's son, uh, Richie and um, uh, uh, Brett DiBiase and all these guys that were like second, third generation and they they tapped out after a couple of years because their bodies couldn't handle it. So it's kind of like you, you've got your, everyone's got their own sort of how much they can put up with and how much they can take and I'm definitely getting to the wards that point where I have to think at some point about um, it's not, there's there's no massive pot of gold at the end of the rainbow for me. i built my bridge in you know, uh, times have changed. Uh, you know, I've been in trouble for some stuff in the past that nowadays, well, it, it, not that it would ever would be, but you ne- I'm never going to be looked at in a positive light. And so I understand that, you know what I mean? Like me going and wrestle, wrestling at WrestleMania and making a big payday will never happen. I'm not delusional and thinking that it will So at some point, I have to go, when is enough enough? Because, um, you know, I I, want to be able to walk at 45. (laughs) You know what I mean? I don't want to be a cripple at 45 and broke. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, so right now, we're sort of in that sort of spot where we're sort of weighing up what what is next. And, you know, because, you know, at any point, it can sort of come to a head. But I'm definitely not um, delusional when it comes to the fact that my body is, it's on the, the end of its health bar now. So I need to, you know what I mean? It, it just is what it is. Um, You know, it's just part of part of the wear and tear. And, and what's funny is I remember looking like, when I was a kid, when I was 18, 19, wrestling on the camps in the UK, I remember looking up at to guys. One of the guys, one of my friends is a bit of an old time, he'll take offense to that, but his name was Frankie Sloan. Even Robbie, Robbie Brooks said, and I remember seeing these guys sort of limp around and wander around, and they're probably they probably back then were in the forties or whatever. And I remember sort of being in awe with them, thinking, God, like I can't wait till I'm beaten up like them and I've travelled the world and I've done this and I've done that, and you know, it's kind of like a badge of honor. And I was looking at those guys limping around, being cripples, and thinking, I can't wait to to be like that. You know what I mean? Like I just had this sort of weird sense of like pride. Like I can't wait till I've got to that point. And now I'm like, I don't want anything to do with it. You know what I mean? It's, like, it's kind of like this weird this weird sort of mentality that I had. Like for, for me now, it's definitely just about trying to remain as, as healthy as I can. Um, and um, yes, and just, you know, and being, being smart with it. Because uh, like I said, you know, I'm sure that when I'm 60, if I get to, you know, my 70s or 80s or whatever, I'm sure I'll still have this sort of younger mindset. I'll probably still be listening to metal music. You know, I probably still have my belly button pierced. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what I probably still be getting tattoos. But I mean, at the same time, the body, the body isn't isn't the same. You know what I mean?
1: I absolutely do know what you mean, and you're right. Everybody kind of has that life bar where they get to that that next step. And have you thought about the next step past wrestling? Any interest that you may want to dabble to once you know that that kind of once you do have to hang up your boots?
0: No, no, it's uh, no. There's. Uh, I tried uh, looking into doing real realer, realtor stuff. Uh, Kaylee got a realtor's license, and I, I tried to sit sit down and go through. At the same time, I was landscape gardening and doing other things. It was just killing me. But I mean, it was definitely something that. Um, you know, you've got to have a lot of brain, brain power and brain function to be able to pass that test. So I was kind of like, oh, uh, so I don't know. I mean, you know, somehow I've always been able to land on my feet generally. So I'll figure it out when I kind of need to. At the same time too, I don't want to, um you know, I feel like if I start diving that hard into it, then I'm not going to be committed to this, you know, and I feel like, I've given enough of my life to this. I've got to see it out. And then once I feel that that's enough, then I'll step back and fully take it, figure out what it is that I would do. Um, but it's uh, it's definitely a daunting thing just because you spend your whole life doing one thing. You don't really put much time and care into to, to doing anything else. And so um, and you are trying to figure out what you enjoy or what you can do. And I've always made money with my body And that's not going to last forever. So it's definitely, yeah, it's definitely something that, it's a conversation I'm having more and more with my old man. (laughs) It's something that he's definitely talking about more and more. Because I think every time I talk to him, I'm like, oh, dad, you know, I hurt this and that. So it's, um, yeah, it's definitely something that I need to sort of think about. But I don't, you know, there's not a lot of things that I really, am that passionate about. And you've got to find something that, you have to find a middle ground. You know what I mean? Like it's, I would really struggle to just be doing something and we all have to do it. And it probably will be something that I'll have to do, but it's definitely something that um, I would prefer to have a slight enjoyment with what I was doing rather than it just be for a paycheck. You know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm. Passion. You got to have that passion to want
0: to do it. Yeah. that got to have something. So I'd figure it out and I'm sure it would be in, sort of the the gym the the, the health supplements the, Um, it would be sort of in that sort of nutrition things like that that I sort of that have a bit of, you know that have a, more of an understanding than most people and, and some passion you know I'm a big fan of music but I, that's never been something that I wouldn't you know and that's another sort of it's, it's taking me this long to get to this point in wrestling I ain't even gonna bother trying uh, <laughs> music you know what I mean like you know I'll, uh, I'll just be a, I'll be a greeter in Walmart or something and just make old people happy, you know? I'm okay with that.
1: Hey, that's a great job. You know what? You mentioned music. When I was a kid, I was big into, like, hip-hop, Eminem, Dr. Dre. Those were my guys. Like, anything that Shady Aftermath did, 50 Cent, I was all over it. And my parents were like, you know, I don't understand any of this. I'm like, don't worry about it. you have to understand. It's my generation. It's, like, it's what I'm into. Yeah. You know, think about this one day. You're going to be driving your kids somewhere. And these songs are gonna come on the oldie station like our 50s and 60s music did. And you're gonna be scratching your head going, This is crazy. And then it happened to me, Tom, literally the other day. I was picking oh, up school. And all of a sudden, all I hear is, Hey, you're listening to the Z103, and here's a throwback from Eminem. Hi, my name is 1998. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh no. And then I picked my 12 year old daughter up, and she's into like Billie Eilish, and she's into all this, like, you know, Ariana Grande and all this stuff. And she's like, Dad, who's this? I'm like, this is Eminem before the Eminem you know. This is like the first version of Eminem. She's like, "God, he sounds like he's 14 years old." I like, go, well, "Actually, he was in his 20s when he made this." I'm like, "You know what? I don't need to justify it to you." And then I'm like, "Man, my parents were right and it sucks. It oh, sucks oh. so much."
0: Yeah, totally. It does. I um I went to go see that new Jackass film a couple of weeks ago with Kaylee, you know, and I was I grew up on on that stuff, MTV and Jackass. And, and they're all They're all old dudes, they're all in the the fifties and stuff. And I'm going, God, I'm only just behind them. You know, like it is, it's, it's harrowing, isn't it? You know, like uh, it doesn't take long before you're out the loop. And I think about that a lot, I think, especially like now, you know, with the way technology is and everything. Like for a while I I had a job um, driving people to their hospital appointments and uh, I'd, you know, pick up old people and then take them around and stuff. And I, you know, and I remember it being such a struggle for, like, one lady, she's in a wheelchair, and I would, like, help her. I would, even though I shouldn't have, I would go out and help her, like, I'd take her past her, uh barbers or whatever so she could nip in there to be able to talk to him or whatever, right? She didn't have, the, you know, a decent phone. And I just think, how do they, how, and it'll be the same for us too, but luckily you've got a kid, so she'll be able to kind of smarten you up, but, it's not going to be long before because I mean, if you're an old person now, how do you order a taxi? How do you order a pizza? All these things, unless you've got a, a, a phone and you know what you're doing, it's all changed, doesn't it? It's, it's all happened like that. So we're going to be we're going to be doomed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I struggle to 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 figure out stuff now. So in ten years, you know. Yeah, it's, it's 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 wild, isn't it? So, but like I said, luckily you've got a little one, so she she can be like, "Oh, don't you idiot! This is how you do it." So you'll yeah, be alright.
1: Yeah, exactly. You got the eye rolled down to a science, man. You've been <laughs> you've been, you been, you been hanging out with her, trying to see how, like, she's got that spot on her and my wife. That's the thing that drives me to like my core. I'm surrounded by women here, Tom. My dog's a girl. I have two daughters: my 12 year old who you met, and my five year old, and then my wife. I have no other. Like, there's no testosterone in my house whatsoever. The dog doesn't like me. My five-year-old is always jumping on me like I'm a personal pillow. And now my 12-year-old's in the stage where she comes and goes, comes out of her room only to eat and do interviews, and then goes back upstairs and closes the door. you're still
0: cool though you won't be you you won't that's that's that will go soon as well unfortunately there'll come a point where there'll become a point where she won't want to do this with you (laughs) 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 and you'll be really uncool and then and then give it about five or six years, and then you'll be cool again.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll be I'll be vintage cool because that's what it is now. It's all about being vintage and chic and all this other. Yeah,
0: thing. yeah, yeah. It's weird, isn't it? No, yeah, no. Me and Kaylee aren't planning on having any kids, so um, yeah. I had this conversation, in fact, with my dad the other day as well. But um, it's something that if it happens, then then you know, so be it. But I don't know. It's not like there's. Um, you know, we're not in this, I mean, I know we're kind of in a weird little war thing going on right now, but it's not like we're in World War II and there's not like bombs about to drop over our heads, but it's just an unsettling world that we're in, you know, with mental health and just just the weirdness of the world and I just think, you know, as much as I would love a kid and to be able to see the traits that the kid, you know, pick up from me and, and you know, from my dad, because it's amazing the things that I do and say now that my dad did that I never thought I would You know, I'm turning into him, it's the weirdest thing. And so I kind of like the interest to see all that kind of stuff. But of course, I feel it'd be kind of selfish for us to bring something, you know, someone that didn't ask to come into the world and then have to deal with all this. I mean, I can barely deal with it. And I'm, you know, a grown adult. So, you know what I mean? It's just a weird time where it's kind of like, you know, if it happened, it happened. But it's definitely not something that we're, um, we're not sprinting, (laughs) we're not sprinting to bed to get that done. You know what I mean?
1: Absolutely. I do. I completely do. Just a weird,
0: just a weird time, man.
1: Absolutely. One more question, and I'm going to let you go. But this has been one amazing conversation. And before I ask my final question, I want to let you know, sir, you are officially a member of the Straight Talk family. Anytime you want to do this again, man, it would be my honor to have you back. Hit me up, hit me
0: up, hit me up, George. Yeah, check in every so often and find out what I'm doing. Um, now, uh, you you let me know, and I'm I'm game for it. You know, I sorry if I end up uh, on on rants. I don't talk to many people, so.
1: No, <laughs> oh, this has been awesome, man. It feels like we're two old friends catching up. So I've had a blast. It's because of good. the Scottish side of me. I got a little UK. I'm half Italian, half Scottish, but I look more Scottish than I do Italian. So,
0: hey, you okay. just gotta get more sunbeds. That's all.
1: Yeah, that's you're right. I gotta get. I don't all this oil skin. <laughs> then you can
0: have a face. Up, then you can have a face like mine that looks like leather.
1: <laughs> my final piece of advice. My final question is: is that um, piece you
0: know, of advice? Are, yeah. Yeah, piece of advice. <laughs> yeah. Don't go on the sunbeds. I got it. I got it.
1: <laughs> my final question to you is: if there's a young man or young girl watching this show and they're thinking about getting into this crazy world that is wrestling what would be the one piece of advice you'd pass on?
0: Um, so uh, when I was a kid, I remember telling my parents, I want to be a pro wrestler. Uh, you know, I knew in my heart I was going to do it. I don't know how, but this little idiot kid from Chesterfield was going to get signed by and He was going to get to America and he's going to live in the place he always wanted to live, right? And I don't know why, but in my mind, I knew I was going to make it, right? even though i shouldn't have made it and i shouldn't have got to any of the points that i, I managed to really um but i mean it was definitely being determined determined um and um what's the word um uh
1: perseverance uh, passion
0: yeah, but yes uh, it, uh you know being consistent and um, and you know just constantly constantly never taking no as an answer like I tried out for WWE for five years before they finally signed me I never, I didn't think I was ever going to get signed you know like everyone would get signed except for me and all these things would happen to all my friends and you know me and Nick tried out for the UK version of Gladiators he got it and I didn't it just felt like I was never going to get a break you know but I just never gave up so the one perseverance and never given up um and then my my parents as well When I told them they'd obviously laughed at me and so did everyone else as well thinking that you're not going to get to America, you're not going to be a pro wrestler, you're not going to do any of these things which I don't blame. I might have done the same thing if my son, you know, if he told me something like that, I'd probably laugh at him too, you know. Uh, So they made me go to catering college for two years and so even though I never used it um, you know, I, I went and I got something, you know, between the ages of 16 and 18. If the wrestling wasn't going to work out and I had no options, I could fall back on being a chef. And luckily I never needed to use that, um, uh, but it was something that I did. So, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't have a fallback. Um, Like in mine was there just in case, but sometimes you kind of need one just, just to, you know, just, just in case. And also if you need to appease someone, uh, you know, and maybe it'll help them take you a little bit more seriously. Uh, sometimes people don't, you don't want to fall back because if you put all your eggs in that one basket, you've got no other option but to but to see it through, you know. But I mean, I feel like that kind of helped me a little bit. At least, at least I knew that, hey, if the rest of them was going to work out and, you know, I was going to make it work, but if it wasn't, then I had something to fall back on. So definitely having something to fall back on, which is kind of taking to me this point in my life where now I don't have anything to fall back on later on in life you know so that's definitely something that you want to make sure that you, there's something that you can do before and after this because this doesn't last forever I mean, you know i always thought i was going to make money i was thought i was going to be popular I, and these things don't you come and go you know you're you're a flavor hot flavor of ice cream one week and then no one wants to taste you after that you know it's kind of how it is so i mean you know fall back plan uh, never say never give up um, and, um, and another thing too is like, um, you know, look and act like a star and go to the gym and do all the things that are in your control, right? Who's to say you're ever going to get signed by a big wrestling company or anything like that? But there's all these other things that you can do that you have control of. You have control of how you look. How you come across, how you dress. You can work on promos by yourself. You know, you can you can take yourself to different schools and learn off different people. And you know what I mean. And then also as well, like hang around with people that are on the on the up. Hang around with positive people, people that pull you up, um, because people that people that don't have um, aspirations themselves and or are depressive people and all that. you you can't grow off them and you can't, you you know, you need people that is going to help raise you up. You know, I saw, you know, I was sort of around a lot of that, especially in my drinking days. And you don't need those kind of people around. And, and, and if you're trying to um, grow and evolve and become really good at something, you have to be around people that are going to help bring you up too. So there's a, there's a, there's a few things there. I mean, there's nothing really specific, but uh, definitely not giving up is is, is the main one because I could have given up 20 times. And if I did even quit for a year and then uh, I tried it again, and, you know, you keep throwing shit at a wall, eventually some of it will stick. <laughs> you know, there's like, my analogy for the day. I
1: like that. It's a great analogy and it's a great way to end this conversation. Thomas Latimer, it was amazing to chat with you. And now I can say, Thomas Latimer is my friend and that's pretty damn cool. So before Thanks, you Josh. go... Please shout out your socials so anyway everyone can kind of keep track on you and what you're doing in this wild, crazy world of wrestling. Uh,
0: I think my Twitter and Instagram are the same. I think it's at Thomas underscore Latimer underscore. Uh, and I've got a, we've just opened. Me, Jerry Lynn, and some other guys have opened up a, a wrestling school, um, FXE, in uh, Hendersonville in uh, in Tennessee. Pretty much Nashville, so uh, check that out. That's uh, uh, fxewrestlingnetwork.com if you want to come and get trained by the, the man himself, Jerry Lynn, and, and me. That's the place to go. It's like a million dollar building. Like it's uh, it's pretty cool. It's definitely not what I learned on when I was a kid. I I learned on a on a few dirty mats on a concrete floor. This this is a this is a this is a real Peter facility. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I'm so like, I wish I had that when I was a kid, but hey, it is what it is. But yeah, check that out. Um, And other than that, just, uh, you know, um, I guess um, NWA is on YouTube on Friday um, at midday, I think. And then I think every Tuesday, a new episode is on fight too. So check out fight, check out YouTube. And uh, thanks I for having me
1: join. I am a yearly subscriber. I love that annual subscriber. It's amazing.
0: Oh, that's He's great. Kaylee history. just, Kaylee just bought it again. Like, uh, I need to really hit him up and be like, Hey, give us the passcode, but we just end up by, by ourselves too. So
1: right on. Well, thank you very much, sir. Guys, that's it for this one. If you're interested in more conversations, click that subscribe link below, help us grow, help us keep bringing great guests like this on the show. As always, I'm your host, your boy. Peace, love, and wrestling. See you next time.
0: Cheers, George.
1: Thanks, brother. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to tune in next week for another great episode on all available podcast platforms and hosted on Podbean. Also, check us out on YouTube at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Instagram at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Facebook at Straight Talk Wrestling, and on Twitter at underscore Straight Talk. And if you feel the need to buy some sweet merch, check us out on prowrestlingtees.com.
0: Leaving the scene with no trace, none in my lead You out of place, I'm not at the top, I'm out of space we Can't eat with us, we're out of place I'm doing fine, I'm feeling great You're not my fan, you can't relate
1: Straight out going, state to state